Hey, this is Lauren Vonix Davis, founder of Lauren Davis Creative. And if you want to start being intentional with your free time and discover your true purpose and potential, then you should be listening to the free time podcast with my good friend, Carl Sona. Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. To live a purposeful life, I I just love helping people. And I know that's so stereotypical to say, but that's where I get my power from like that's I, I like to be there for people or to encourage them or tell them they're doing a good job when they are or yeah. help them get to the next milestone because when you are stuck and you need you need someone's help and then you see them go to the next step yeah. it's just like the coolest thing oh, in the man. whole world now before we get into today's episode I'd like to make a quick announcement We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time, and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are in for a treat. First of all, today marks my very first ever interview on the show. Um, Very excited about this, guys. I've been putting in a ton of work, and I hope you enjoy. And secondly, I actually have the opportunity to sit down with my good friend, Lauren Davis. Lauren is a social media expert, as well as a personal branding consultant. She actually owns her own company called Lauren Davis Creative. I'm excited about this interview today because Lauren talks about the importance of personal branding. So if you're an individual that wants to know how to brand yourselves online or offline, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned. But she also helps us understand how we can remove the pressure um, behind personal branding. And I think this is just such an important topic because with today's social media era, there's a lot of noise out there and content. And I think with so many different choices in our face, it's so easy to be tempted to, you know, sway one direction or the other that ultimately takes us away from who we really are. So, If you want to know how to brand yourself and you want to know how to do so the right way, which is the way that is unique and authentic to you, 
please stay tuned and give this one a listen. Without further ado, here's my episode today with Lauren Davis. Hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? It's Carl Sona, the host of the Free Time Podcast. And I want to thank you all for tuning in again for another episode. I'm so excited for today's episode and today's guest because I am joined here in my home with none other than Lauren Davis, the one, the only Lauren Davis. Well, I don't know if the one and the only, because Lauren Davis is a pretty common name, right, Lauren? The one and only Lauren Vonix Davis. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Lauren. Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate having you here, girl. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Absolutely. Um, you know, you and I got connected, uh, I think a few months ago in Vegas at the Thrive Conference with um, Cole and Sonia Hodder. What an amazing event. Oh, that event is so inspiring every single year. Yeah. The people there, I mean, these speakers are great. Uh, Cole and Sonia are great. Yeah. The people we hang out with are great, but the attendees at that conference just blow me away how mm-hmm. passionate they are about doing good for the world. Yeah, I know for sure. Um, it's incredible too, because it's like this whole for purpose business model that they like really preach to the audience, all the entrepreneurs in the audience. And I love how intimate it is too, you know? And so I think why I've been so excited to like get to know you more and I'm so excited for our relationship moving forward and, you know, cultivating honestly a bond is if I had to like sum you up in one word, and this is what little I know of you, the one word would be impactor. Oh, wow. And I, I honestly, I say that because, you know, obviously we'll get into everything you're doing at Lauren Davis Creative where you're helping small brands and businesses really find their voice. You're doing all things branding. But like even with talking to you, like I was very confused coming to Thrive about what my message was going to be, you know, who I was speaking to, if I even had anything worthwhile to say. And I talked to you, you introduced yourself and what you do with the whole branding and the social media, which is a very scary thing for me. And probably a lot of people listening and you just sort of like impacted me. I mean, you just subdued all the fear in me. You made me feel like, all right, I can do this. Like, I can do it in my own unique way. So I want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you so much for being an impactor. Thank you so much. That's actually like one of the things that when I'm working with people with social media, that's one of my things that I want people to feel when they walk away is mm-hmm. like that they can just take a deep breath and feel relieved that it doesn't have to be that complicated and yeah. it can be empowering to them and it can be really fun Yeah, and they don't have to be scared or feel stressed out about social media or branding. Well, I love it. I mean, I think you're definitely a resource to all that you come across with that are looking for that help and you're definitely doing it. So I'm a little curious, you know, you're doing some great things with Lauren Davis Creative. I know you do some speaking, you know, you're doing some coaching as well, all that cool stuff. Give us a little bit of like background, a little bit of extra context for your audience listening as to like how you grew into all these different hats, because it definitely didn't happen overnight. No, it didn't. Um, I've been going at this since 2006 mm-hmm. when I was 19. I graduated from high school. I moved out of my house and I ended up starting a record store with my boyfriend, a record store and gift shop. And it wasn't in the plans. I wanted to go away to a big four-year university at the time. I just happened to meet him. It just happened to be something that I I had had some small business experience growing up as a child. And I thought, you know, I'm going to um, come into here and like see if I can help him just turn the store around. It was very, very new. He didn't really know what he was doing at the time. He would say that too. <laughs> Nobody and, knows what they're doing. Right. And so we just came up with this number. We added up all of our expenses and we came up with this number of um, how we would make it through the week. So if we could make $60 a day, seven days a week, that would just keep the lights on. That's it. Wow. And I still think about that number all the time. I have the chills right now thinking about it because 
that was like our main goal, like just keep the lights on yeah, and promise people, you know, that we're going to have more things, that we're going to get more things that they would like and that they'll, they'll come into the doors and they'll see new things every time they come in. Yeah. And I quickly found out that in order to get people in the door, you have to be seen. Okay. And you can't be seen easily with no money. <laughs> so it's off. So I hopped on MySpace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Started up a MySpace profile for our oh, so, store. So this 2006. Is, okay. I was going to say like circa 2005. 2006, That's when I was on MySpace. Yeah. yeah. I started building out business cards and flyers in Microsoft Paint. Okay. Um, and using, using MySpace to get the word out there about our business. Twitter came out, started got us on Twitter. I put us on Google. I put us on Yelp. Any Anything that would come out, I would dive headfirst into. And what happened was we started building this community around our store. Mm. And we started building this culture around our store. Yeah. And even though it was a very niche store, people started coming from all over the place to come find it because it was so interesting and so unique to them. Mm-hmm. And it was unlike anything else in our city. Right. And then in about 2010, um, through throughout those couple of years of us just like hardcore getting people to know about our store. I mean, we would make coupons and leave them with our waitresses. Yeah. We would like just flyer up the whole community. Uh-huh just do anything to get people into the store. And what happened is in 2000, around 2010, people started asking me over and over again, if I would make things for them or if I would make them a MySpace, if I would make them a Facebook or an, or it wasn't Instagram yet. Um, if I could make them these things too. And if I could do the same things for them, if I could build communities around them. Yeah. And, um, so like around 2007, I, I kind of, decided, well, I think I'll go to school for marketing Mm -hmm. and business and graphic design and see if I can get really into this branding space because I found out as I was doing this for the store, how passionate I was about it. Wow. Yeah. I love it. It, So that's why I kind of found like, that's why I sometimes say that my business, my uh, career found me Yeah. because I didn't know that I would be passionate about that. I didn't know that I didn't plan to own a store. Yeah. That has been an amazing thing in my life. But I really, my passion was really about branding and building this community mm. around something. Yeah. That's where it really happened. Wow, that's a great story. Thank you for opening up there. Yeah. You know, let's let us let us go in a little deeper on that. <clears throat> you know, you talk about the career finding you, the passion finding you. You know, a lot of people listening right now are trying to figure out, like, what is that for me? You know, and there's so many different options that they're contemplating. It feels very overwhelming, a lot of anxiety setting in. The one thing that I took away from your story was like you being like this, you know, active agent for yourself in terms of change. You know, you talked about like literally we like found the bare minimum number. Like like that's you being an active agent, right? And then like there's also this sort of hint of your mess becoming your message. And what I mean by that is like you guys had to find a way to be seen, mm-hmm. you know, so you figured out like how to like brand and get the word out there. And now that's what you're doing. Like, can you like just go in a little bit deeper about how people can practically start to take the steps of being an active agent for themselves? Because I think that's potentially what helps them, you know, have the passion find them as you described. I think possibly what I would say is think about the things that people are asking from you or think Uh, about the things that you're passionate about or that are really close to you that you don't even, you might not even realize are your superpower. Mm -hmm. Like are there things that people are asking you to do for them all the time or 
hey, can I get your advice on this? Because you're so good at this. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, that's how I, that's really how I found my passion for it. I just got so excited every time someone would ask me a question about branding or marketing or design. And I mean, since I started my business in 2010, I've never not had clients lined up and on a waiting list. So I think that the, the fact is if you build a community, I've, I've built a community around my brand. I've built We built a community around culture shock, which is our store. Yeah. And we just keep, um, you know, and then I've built this community in my, my hometown around local businesses, helping each other and collaborating and educating them. Yeah. And so I think if you build those things, those people are going to tell you what it is that is mm. like super close to you. And that might be the thing that you, that is your superpower. Now you, then you have to determine if your superpower is your passion too. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, you, I, I mean, we can go into this a little deeper too, but you can't just constantly be fulfilling people's needs mm-hmm. and not um, doing things that fulfill your own needs. Yeah. And so is, is there a certain feeling you get, like you talked about people would ask you about like marketing and branding, like describe what that like initial gut feeling would be like. Cause you know, I, I think there's something to be said for like feeling sometimes being smarter than like your actual mind. Like yeah. essentially, can you help the audience maybe like dive in a little deeper as to like certain emotions that come in them or that like spur up that they can start to be a little bit more aware of. Maybe that's like a, an indicator or a sign of potential passion. Um, every, time I've had like this, these wow moments for myself where I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I want to do. I have had the same feeling that I've had. Like when you, when you're like in grade school and you have a crush on somebody, you know, like, (laughs) like that little like turning in your stomach and you're like, your heart is fluttering and you're like, I can't really eat right now. You know what I mean? (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when you like really like someone and you can't figure out like what to talk to them about or like you're nervous about meeting up with them. That's how I feel about, that's how I've always felt about my business whenever something really exciting is going to happen. I love that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, remember (laughs) that, remember that first crush and how they made you feel. (laughs) That's great. That's great. So entrepreneurship, real big buzzword right now on the internet. You know, it, it almost sort of seems like everybody is an entrepreneur. Everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. You know, talk to us a little bit about how you specifically knew that that was the path for you and like you were never going back to like, you know, a more conventional route. And then also I'm curious, like, does everybody need to be an entrepreneur? You know, is that really where fashion, is that really where passion lies? Um, My story, my parents will laugh and tell you that as a kid, I was painting rocks and selling them to the neighbors. I was collecting cans and getting the neighbors to pay me to collect the cans. Plus I would get the payment from recycling (laughs) them. I was, you know, always doing crafts or like doing yard work or whatever to make money. I don't know why it was just something that I straight hustler. Then I became old enough to babysit. I would babysit for people's kids and I went to like CPR classes. So I'd be the babysitter that people would, you know, choose. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
I made flyers where they could rip off my number and hung them up at church. Wow. I, I was serious. All on your own or did your yeah. parents like nudge you? My parents were always super encouraging of all of my businesses. Okay, good. <laughs> so they they were very encouraging of that. Um, my dad was an economic developer, so he worked with a lot of small businesses. Okay. My mom owned a dog biscuit bakery, mm. which she has now too. Um, and so I got, they involved me in a lot of business decisions, even when I was very young mm-hmm. and I, they always encouraged me. They always, um, you know, my dad would sit down and make a business plan with me on co- with construction paper about That's so cool. my, my next business. You know, if you save this much from, or if you recycle this many cans, this many weeks in a row and, you know, yeah. we would talk about that kind of stuff. So looking back, I, it was all, I always had these ideas for myself. I always I was very driven by um, helping people and by starting my own thing, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that until I was older. Wow. I really didn't realize that that was something that I had always been doing. It was just fun for you. Yeah. I, I love this, uh, you know, this unveiling happening during childhood. Like, I think that there's so much power behind, like, just sort of revisiting, like, what was it? That I really enjoyed to do when I was a child. What did you enjoy doing what did as a child? Oh my God, dude. I loved to just go on adventures. So I, yeah. I I loved, honestly, I loved bicycles. Okay. And I would just like, I had like probably three or four bikes. I don't even know like how I got them all. But like, <laughs> I would take them apart. I put them back together. And this is, these are the days before like it got weird for parents to like have to like know where their kids were at all times. I can remember being four years old and just being gone for hours. Just exploring. And I had such like I had such like a vivid imagination. You know, I kind of grew up. I have four other siblings, but the way my family's constructed, like my two older brothers were from my dad's first relationship. They're much older. They grew up with their mom, and my two younger sisters are much younger. So I kind of grew up like an only child. So I was always in a position of being by myself. Mm-hmm. That it was actually weird to give me energy, but it gave me energy to like sort of create yeah. and just come up with ideas. And I don't know, just being on my bike and just sort of being nomadic yeah. was just like, you know, I can be, tell be you're in a happy place. Creative. Yeah, well, thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, so I guess like that's my thing. Like I like to create. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. So does everybody need to be an entrepreneur? Okay. Um, I don't know. I, it's I, a tough I, question. That yeah. is a really hard question. I don't want to pretend to know the answer. Yeah. But I do think that all of us entrepreneurs have something like that in our childhood that, that shows us that later, you know, that says like, yeah, they were always like a forward thinker or they were always, you know, if someone were to talk about your childhood without you in the room, mm-hmm. they would, those things would kind of be present from the beginning. And I've noticed that in the stories of so many of my friends who are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that you have to be an entrepreneur to be successful either. I mm-hmm. think there's plenty of people who work for other people and plenty of people who want to work for other people. And that is 100% fine. Yeah. Because that's the path that you, that you choose. I don't think I could work for somebody else yeah. now um, being on my own for so long. But the beauty in what I do is that I work for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't just work for one person. I work for a lot of people. And Your customers. My customers are all my bosses, you know, and I'm also their bosses. That's a good way to think about it. Hey, folks, you you think the entrepreneur game is fun. Do you want to have a bunch of people to answer to? Yeah. You you know, that are people that you serve. Yeah. You don't have one boss. You have a hundred bosses. Yeah. And, um, you know, luckily I have 
amazing clients. I have the most amazing clients and they all trust me <laughs> and they love me and they, they believe in what I'm teaching and that's really important. But I had to build my, my brand to get to a point where people would think of me as reputable and trustworthy yeah. and every, every entrepreneur does. Yeah. So let's talk. This is the free time podcast and, and I've called it the free time podcast because I look at free time as, you know, the most precious asset because it is something that we all have within our control to leverage as an asset. You know, I think it's so easy whenever people want to do something to say, I don't have enough money or I don't have access to this resource or that tool, right? All these things that just kind of take themselves out of the game. But the one thing that is like a common amongst all people, people that you maybe look up to, and aspire to be and people that are just like you is free time. So what did that look like for you when you were building your business for the first time? I mean, talk about how you were spending that time and what really kind of went into the process for you to get to where you are now. Hmm. So I haven't, I haven't had like traditional free time for a really long time in my oh, life. Like awesome. I haven't really, I haven't really had like time I I really did things kind of backwards like I didn't structure anything in the yeah. beginning I didn't because I didn't know that's how my life would go I kind of was just running into the fog you okay. know not knowing anything in front of me yeah <laughs> and um so I think what I would say that I did to really bring us to this point is I really participated in a lot of community events and for what I was building with the local business in our community, that was really important to mm -hmm. be part of tons of local events. But then what I've done in my free time now, as I've been building my own creative agency, is I've been traveling a lot to different networking events. I've been making FaceTime with different speakers, getting on stages, sharing mm -hmm. my own message. Um, that kind of stuff is really fun for me. That's that's like what I would consider, you know, downtime. Okay. Um, reading as much as possible. I love driving and listening to books. That's, <coughs> yeah, I really love driving on like road trips and yeah. listening to self improvement. It's like um, a little bubble work. of goodness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just feel so empowered afterwards and feel like I can take on anything. So, um, that's something I like to do in my free time. That's definitely got me to where yeah. I, where I am. But what's yeah. been, what's been a really cool like podcast or audio you, you enjoyed or like, I don't know, like one of your favorites or something that's really, just sort of stuck with you. One of my favorite podcasts is Kate's Take. It's mm. J JLD from Entrepreneur on Fire. It's his partner, Kate. Yeah. Um, Kate's Take, her podcast, it just like speaks right into me. Love it. Love I love it. it. It's all about systems and processes. And she has helped me, whether she knows it or not, organize so many things in my life. Yeah. And I try to not message her after every single podcast episode and say, <laughs> that was another good one, Kate. But her podcast is so good. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I want to pivot a little bit. Um, one of the things that, you know, our community here at the Free Time Podcast really deals with is decision fatigue. Mm -hmm. You know, there are just like a million and seven choices for all of us to make on a daily basis. And it's like, how do you even begin to like sift through that? Not to mention you wake up, you grab your phone and you're like trying to clear your inbox and then figure out your career or your passion. It's like, oh, like, or people are just, generally interested by a lot of shit, right? I mean, I think with the internet and social and all these different platforms, we now are, there's so much more transparency 
around, you know, different ways to make money or different lifestyles that you can live. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for somebody that's just kind of getting out the gates and they're just trying to figure out like where they should start, but they're faced with all this overwhelm and yeah. how they can navigate that? Yeah. Um, so I would, my top recommendation as a personal branding coach is start building your personal brand. Mm. And that is, that's going to help you define all of the other things. Okay. Um, and then I coach people on social media all the time, but I just tell them, um, pick two platforms. You don't have to go all in on every single platform, but one should be very content heavy. So maybe your blog or maybe a podcast, something where people will find your reputability or a YouTube show. Mm -hmm. And then the other one should be, um, like just for fun. Yeah. So something that's like really fun for you. And then something that's, that's really content based. And go all in on those two social media platforms or those two platforms in general. Mm-hmm. Get really, really, really good at them and really intentional about them. And then you can add other things into it. But awesome. that, that can kind of help you steer the ship and not um, feel like you have to take in everything else. You can be perfectly fine with a couple of platforms. You don't yeah. have to have them all. Yeah. And so like, let, let's, let's go in on this whole idea of a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously... We're all familiar with some of the biggest brands out there, Apple, Nike, mm-hmm. Starbucks, whatever. <clears throat> How does somebody that, you know, like let's say they don't really have a reputation right now, mm-hmm. you know, and they're struggling with this idea of, like, okay, well, I hear the most important thing right now is to be building a brand. I have a voice. I have an identity. But like, you know, I've always thought of a brand as like the conventional companies. Like right. how do I start to figure out what elements of myself are my brand? And then how do I put that out there? So there's three kind of types of personal brands. There's educational, inspirational, and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and chances are, if you look through what you're already doing on Instagram, even if you just have your personal Instagram or what you're already doing on Facebook, you can see what people are reacting to based on what kind of content you have. And whether you know that you're an inspirational brand or whether you know you're an educational brand or not, you can kind of get a feel for how people are connecting to you. So for instance, I like to think that I, I'm educational. Like I give like social media tips, mm-hmm. things like that, but I don't give very many tips when I really, when it really boils down to it. And when I, what my audience is always responding to is my inspirational posts. Yeah. So a little more inspirational driven. Huh. They come to my pages for entrepreneurship inspiration. Yeah. And that's really off from what I thought that I was. Mm-hmm. But when I look through my analytics or I kind of look through what I'm showing up as, that's the top one. Then the then there's like a second tier. So you can you can be a little bit of all three. Chances are you're probably gonna be a little bit of all three. Okay. But the first you know, the one that your audience is showing up for, mm-hmm. if you want a easy way in, like some quick wins, check out what your audience is responding to already. Okay. And start posting content like that. How how do they do that exactly? And <clears throat> You can check that in, you know, your whether in your analytics, you can do a quick audit of just, you know, looking at your own pages and just seeing, wow, a lot of people responded to this one or a lot of people commented on this one. It doesn't have to be so cut and dry, you know, these numbers, this much reach, this much, just kind of do a little audit of your own social media platforms. But as far as building your personal brand, 
um, everyone kind of has a personal brand, like already. Everyone's since birth, you know, you you're, you've been building your own personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room, when you're not around. It's what people uh, feel about you. You know, I, we've heard it said before. I can't remember who said it first, but people won't remember all the words that you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Yeah, very true. That's your personal brand. That yeah. is your personal brand. So go ask your friends, like, yo, homie, how do you, you know, how do you generally feel around me when I come yeah. in the room? I don't know if you're struggling with that question, but I, you know, I agree with all of that. And I think, <clears throat> you know, I asked the question, honestly, because I'm, I'm trying to learn selfishly. Mm -hmm. But also, I think it's one of these things, too, where it, the whole idea of branding yourself is so spoken about that I do feel like some people, you know, are feeling kind of left behind because they haven't really taken their initial steps. And well, everyone I, has. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is people feel like, oh, where do I even start? You already started. Oh. You're just you're existing, you know? Yeah. You're already well, started. That's a great way to think about it. And, and that's why I want to open up the conversation because I feel like we tend to overcomplicate it. And then I feel like, you know, we feel like it's a dumb question to ask. Yeah. And then it just becomes like this vicious cycle, you know? Feel free to, I mean, ask any surrounding questions about it too. Cause I, you know, I don't know if that totally answers it for people who are wondering like, how do I start a personal brand? But that's where I would start. It. So to sum it back up, Think about what you what your you know redeeming qualities are, what people might think about, or what they might say when you're not in the room. Mm -hmm. um, and then also do a quick audit of your social media platforms or anywhere anywhere that you're producing content. Yeah, and see what people react to you for with like is it inspirational, educational, or inspiring? Yeah, um, and start you using a little more of that content to see a little a few more results and a few more quick wins. And yeah, kind of go from there. Awesome. And I will say too, I mean, you, you, you take like uh 15 minute sessions, right? Or like calls yeah. with people. Yeah, I do um 30 <clears throat> minute, 30 oh, cool. minute sessions and um yeah, one-on-one -on -one coaching consultations. So awesome. Yeah. Where can they find that? They're interested in hearing more about that if they you know want to ask more intimate questions. Yeah, I'll set you up with a link and cool. we'll uh we'll take care of we'll I'll set you up with a special link for that. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. So we're nearing the end. I could talk to you all day, but I have, I have a couple more things I want to talk, you know, touch mm -hmm. on before we get into kind of like our fun random round. Okay. Um, I, I read somewhere in one of your pieces of content that, you know, somewhere along your journey to getting to where you are now, you uh, sort of adopted this idea of refusing to fail. And it just, it, it stuck out to me. Like, like the words jumped out to me because mm -hmm. a refusal is like such like a gung ho decision. And I think there's actually like a lot of power, you know, when we make a decision. Mm -hmm. um, can you just explain that a little bit, what that meant for you? Yeah. Uh, failure has been like a weird thing for me because I, I feel, I've, I have felt in the past mm -hmm. that I have failed a lot, you know. And um, one of my like mentors told me once um, that you can't, you shouldn't use the word failure. You either win or you learn. Okay. Right? Love it. So I, when I say I refuse to fail, I'll, there's a lot, of, there's a lot behind that there because there's a lot of things in these businesses. You know, it, you see me at a networking event, we shake hands, we hang out. You see like all the great parts about me and my business, but on the inside, you know, there's all those really hard challenges along the way. Those all those days where you were thinking maybe we won't make it, or yeah. 
Um, all the all, all the noise, the mental yeah. noise that has a way of like you know slipping through the cracks, or all the imposter syndrome oh, moments man, where dude. you think I'm not good enough to be in this room, or I'm not good enough to network with these people, or right. which is all it's all stupid. It's all in your head, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, or I'm not doing enough compared to this person. So, um, so refusing to fail is really you know one of those things where maybe maybe I put failure as this like ultimate, you know, depth of destruction, you know, mm. and I don't want, I, I can't ever see my, one of my businesses going there. I'm going to have, if, even if, if something were to happen to any of those businesses, I would have to like, it would have to be on my own terms. There you go. And I'm not going to let anything happen to it. Yeah. So I think that just moving forward and, um, someone told me recently that I, even if I'm scared, they just see me like just running forward. Just like I keep running forward. Yeah. Like I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I keep going. Yeah. Like I'm not like, I, and then some, every once in a while I look back behind me and see how far I've, yeah. how far I've come. And I think you just have to do it. Like you just have to, you just have to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to piggyback off of that. I was listening to Andy Frisella like a long mm-hmm. time ago. And to just use your analogy of running forward, no matter, you know, what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about, like, the only time that you actually, like, die mm-hmm. is when, like, you, like, stand still. Like, like, like imagine, like, I don't know, wow. like, people coming after you with, like, a bunch of, like, bows. Yeah. Like, you better, you best believe I'm, I'm running, running to get out of Dodge. Like, yeah. why would you stand still? You, you just you just become, like, a, a freaking target out in the wilderness that's just, like... A damsel in, dist- in distress, practically. Like, yeah. keep on going. Yeah. Like the, the only time you freaking die or fail is when you stand still. Right. So I love that you brought that so up. So true. That's so good. That is so good. Um, refusal to fail, folks. It's cool, too, because it, it, it really is a decision, you know, that starts from within. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's so easy just to feel like, you know you can't do something. It's so easy to think disempowering thoughts, but when you have those disempowering thoughts come in, because believe me, they're always going to come. I don't care whatever level you're at, you're at in life, but when they Everyone. come, but, but you have that commitment, refusal to fail. It's like nothing can break you. Right. Yeah. So true. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to live a purposeful life for you? You know, it's the one thing that we're all after purpose, fulfillment. Um, to live a purposeful life, I would, I, I just love helping people. And I know that's so stereotypical to say, but that's where I get my power from. Like that's, I, I like to be there for people or to encourage them or, um, tell them they're doing a good job when they are or, or help them get to the next milestone because, when you are stuck and you need you need someone's help and then you see them go to the next step yeah. it's just like the coolest thing oh, in the man. whole world i know it's like the best thing for me i love it so yeah. that's living purposefully that's one of the things and if i had you know all every penny in in the world that's what i would do is just spend it all on helping people oh my god that's so good um, as far as like what I really like to do and, and, you know, what am I, what are my goals? What am I moving towards? Yeah. I just, I would like to have a, a very peace centered life, very calm mm-hmm. and, um, not so much like packed into every single day. 
Um, yeah. That was one of my goals at the beginning of the year. It wasn't even a monetary goal. It was just like work less hours a day. Mm. And I've succeeded. So and yeah. streamlined things. And, yeah. um, you know, every as entrepreneurs, <clears throat> we're always growing and always developing and becoming better. That's awesome. That is so mm-hmm. cool. I, I love that notion of just helping people. I think that's like one of the best things that people can look to try and do. Prior, particularly when like they're feeling like confused and lost in like their mm-hmm. own like you know web of shit is like who's one person you can just pick up the phone and call and just like how's your day like just like make it less about you and more about somebody else like I think that always goes a long way both for that person and for yourself so yeah I frequently you know if I'm if I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like huh I haven't heard from this friend in a while I'm always gonna text them and say hey how's it going and a lot of times people don't even know how to respond because. Nobody asks them that anymore. Yeah. Like, how are you really doing? Yeah, how are you doing? Oh, my God. Sometimes people can't even answer. I know. Or it's just like a surface level answer. Yeah. It's like, like a reaction. It, it takes answer. a few back and forth before I actually get out yeah. how they're actually doing. Yeah. Be a little bit more intentional with asking how they're doing. <laughs> it's hard for me to answer how I'm doing, though. So let's be honest. It's hard for us all. It really is. It we're really not is. used to talking about that anymore. Yeah. So before we get into our our last few questions here, how can people continue to follow your journey and everything that you're doing or engage with you further? I love hanging out on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm developing an Instagram course, which will probably be out when this podcast airs. Nice. And it's an Instagram 101 course, but I love hanging out on Instagram and that's where you can find me. I'm very uh, communicative on Instagram. I'll DM you or yeah. I'll follow you back or comment. Yeah. So um, find me on Instagram, L Davis Creative. L Davis Creative. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, we're going into the free time five. I you like know, it. Five questions. They both start with the letter F. <laughs> but they're fun little, they're, 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 they're fun five questions that just help us get to know you yeah. a little bit more. Cool. Um, what's your favorite thing to do for fun in your free time? I love hanging out with friends and having a few drinks. Oh, yeah. What would you like to drink? Uh, Cabernet. Oh, yeah. Okay. My go-to. Yeah, cabs are good. I, when I am drinking wine, red wine, I love a nice buttery Pinot Noir. I love Pinot Noir, too. <laughs> uh, to toss up. Makes me, yeah. makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's one choice uh, that you had to make today? Big or small? So big or small choice, but a choice that you had to consciously or intentionally make that put you closer to, you know, your goals or, or your, your, your true purpose or potential? I bought Wi-Fi on the plane. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The emails don't Simple stop. Yeah. What was it? A couple hour flight for you? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> that's, I love it. supposed to be fast answers, right? Exactly. Okay. Totally. I mean, um, we all go through that. We're all looking at it like, do I really want to spend $15 on this? I know. I hate. Okay. Literally, it's like it's like golden handcuffs. Yeah, I mean, you're in that freaking chamber, you know, of steel floating in the air for two hours. Of Just course, you're gonna do pressed it. Pressed against the window by the, <laughs> this guy, and I was like, can't even move my arms or type anything on my computer. So uh, I might as well get internet. My <laughs> flight was so cold, and it, it was one of those small little regional jets today. It was so cold. It was two hour flight from Moline to uh, to Denver. I, I was freaking out. But anyways. Um, if I love this question. So if potential were a destination on a map, right? Like this is like a place you could like actually like go to or get directions to, what would be more fun to you? Would it be like the actual drive or the journey, you know, like the zigs and the zags, all the turns to that destination of potential? Or would it be just getting there in in and of itself? Hmm. That's a hard one because it's like it's almost like you enjoy the journey when you look back 
on it, you know? Right. You don't necessarily think that you're, like, you might be enjoying it along the way, but you might not be um, understanding just how meaningful it was on the way there. I think I enjoy the journey. Okay. Because I'm, I'm a worker. Like, I like working. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and some entrepreneurs <clears throat> don't want to work. They want, and that's fine. Yeah. But that's not, like, I love the work. Yeah, so you no. you definitely enjoy like looking out the window and all yeah. the crazy detours. So I think I like the journey. Perfect, I love that answer. Um, what's your favorite empowering quote? You know that's something you like to just impart on the audience. Um, it's this quote. I don't know who it's by, but it said, "Sometimes the fear doesn't go away. You'll have to do it scared." Oh wow, I love it. Yeah, it's just kind of a come to Jesus moment, right? Yeah. And then I'm big on visualization. You know, I just told you the story about we're sitting in my, my condo right now. And, you know, five years ago where I didn't know, kind of to your quote, I was scared. I didn't even know what was ahead of me. I was in the fog, but I just sort of had this like desire. I was like this goal of like having this cozy loft. And it hit me another day like, wow, like I actually wrote it down in the email and it came true. Like, so I'm really, really big in visualization and manifestation. Of course, there's a lot of consistent action that's required to get there, but I want to know today, you know, I'm your witness. The audience is your witness. Where is Lauren Davis in the next six to nine months? And, you know, you can answer that however feels best in your heart. I would like to be speaking on more stages. Okay. That is my that is my number one upcoming goal here is to speak on more stages. Speak on more stages. Where are we going to see you? Thrive? Maybe. Thrive 2020? Nothing is off limits. <laughs> Nothing is off limits. I love it. I love it. Lauren... Okay. That. You're the best. You're the best. Honestly, thank you so much for coming on and doing this and uh, just getting real with us. You know, I'm so excited to know you, to have you in like my life. I feel like I'm now kind of like hitched onto your wagon, kind of like, you know, following your journey, your successes. And I just can't wait to see how far you go. So I am so glad that we did this today. So yeah. thank you so much for having me on. And um, if I can provide any value to your audience, please let me know. You got it, girl. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat. That's Carl with a K, S-O-N-A dot com slash chat to book a 15-minute free Zoom call with me. And I can't wait to see you there. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out and that we can best do so through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so I would love to get to know you a little bit better and to hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat. That's Carl with a K, S-O-N-A dot com slash chat to book a 15-minute free. And I can't wait to see you over there. Remember, Yesterday is gone, and tomorrow is not promised. So there is absolutely no better time than now to get into the arena of your life and start moving towards your purpose and potential.
Peace.